0: on the radio podcast. Welcome to the podcast, friends. This is the, well, I want to say long form, but who knows how long we're going to talk today because to be honest with you, there's no Jeff on our non-radio show podcast this week, just myself and backstage Ben. However, on Fridays, we like to take, you know, a break from our daily show podcast where if you missed anything that we said on the radio, that's what our Monday to Thursday is. Yep. And, well, today is all about just shooting the show That's the thing. We can swear on this podcast, too. Yeah. Benny always bleeps it out. However, if you miss one, I'll still giggle.
1: For me, it's always been, I find a uh, bleeped out swear word funnier than hearing the actual swear word.
0: I mean, especially when we are so reliant on not swearing as part of our job, you know, it's just like, it's almost a job description. Can you mask your, your swearsies?
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. We've been told uh, in many cases, if you're going to make an offside joke to try to like joke above some people's heads, you know, like above kids heads for one thing, like you don't want to be so directly you want to have the innuendo where adults will get it. And adults can just say, I'll tell you when you're older to the kids that they ask what the joke is.
0: Yeah, you don't want to hit the low bar. You don't want to hit the low hanging fruit, which sometimes I'll be real with you. We do during the show, uh, but we haven't gotten in trouble yet.
1: We haven't, shockingly. But also our old boss used to tell us we would we would get complaints quite often. She just wouldn't tell us about them. Because they were not huh. valid complaints, she Touché. would. Like, if she thought something was valid, she would let us know. We never had any official where we had to like uh, apologize on the air or anything like that. But she would get sometimes she would get like uh, through the through the website like n- email the boss or whatever. Somebody wouldn't agree with what we said, or they thought that we were being offensive. But then she was the one who was like, "Nah, you're crazy." <laughs> it was great. <laughs>
0: That's so great. I love that. Well, here's a conversation that you missed out on yesterday on the show, Benny, that could be seen as offensive or at least kind of like I said it was wonderfully morbid. However, I thought (laughs) it was very entertaining. So I wanted to touch with you on this on the podcast. Just a heads up, later in the podcast, we are going to be talking about Squid Game, but like it is going to be riddled with spoilers. So that's why we're going to do this topic first. Yes. So yesterday on the show, uh, when Jeff was here, he's having a little vacation time right now. He was talking about how... He thinks he, this is based off a friend of his that uh, has a bit of a gambling gambling problem and was taking out life insurance policies on people he knew. What you, you could see? That? Yeah, I don't know something like that. Like maybe close family, something like that. I don't oh, know my. the full details, but basically it inspired the conversation. You know, between the three of us, if we were to take out uh, life insurance policies and do the the one where it's basically you know whoever dies last gets all the riches. Yeah. Who would be left standing? And we talked about this. Jeff for sure thought it would be him. But I told him, between me and you, Benny, we do a lot of dumb shit. Yes, we do. Regularly. Yep. And I said, while Jeff's body is kind of working against him, he didn't start doing relatively dumb stuff until he turned 40. And <laughs> that being said, he still is a casual, dumb stuff kind of guy. I would say he's the most straight edge. I thought yeah. for sure it would be me dying first based on, I do really stupid stuff, and I do it pretty often. But then I realized you do a—you uh, don't go overboard on stupid, stupid stuff. But I would say you do stupid stuff every day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I won't argue that. I do. Um, I do things that, looking back, I always wonder how I survived it. I, there are videos. Even there was a video last year that I'm pretty sure you shot of me trying to do a handstand. And yep. I ended up, I ended up landing on my head. Like I, yeah, I was gonna. Say. I could have easily just easily have broken my neck, and that would have been a very dour ending to a, what was a great party.
0: Yeah, I would say it's you did a neck crumple more than a handstand.
1: I did very did a little entertaining. Tuck. I know. I I now have like the tuck is almost instinctive, where I just tuck my neck in when I'm about to fall because I do fall a lot. For a guy who doesn't do a whole <laughs> lot of exercise, you do fall a lot on a lot of different things. Uh, well, yeah. I
0: who do you think would die first? Because I do a lot of stupid stuff, again. Now, the Canadian government actually just quietly took this warning off their website and saying you should just travel if you're fully vaccinated. But, I mean, I also did just book a, a flight to Brazil, who has one of the ca- highest COVID cases or Ooh, amount of COVID cases, you yeah. know. Uh, but... I just think life is worth the risk. Living is worth the risk. Hence why I said for sure I would be the one out of the three of us to die first. But again, because I think you do it like, listen, let's be real, Benny. You can drink pretty regularly if you want to.
1: I sure can. Yep, I can.
0: And I would say I drink a lot when I drink, but I keep it to once a week or twice a week.
1: yeah. Which is yeah, still really
0: often for a lot of people, but I'm just saying, between me and you, for the stupid stuff level, I'm like, who
1: who does it worse? It is, it's, we're, we're fairly equal in that I am more often, but at a milder level, I think. Yeah. yeah! You make up for that lost time. I still think, I think the, the person that's going to die first and it's not an age thing is going to be Jeff. And I may be biased, but my first week at the radio station... Jeff had to go off and he was off for a couple of weeks. So I didn't even know the guy and he was off because that was pancreatitis. So he had the pancreatitis and then a year later, almost like almost the exact anniversary, he went away and he came back and he had uh, several other issues that he got from apparently eating uncooked meat in the DR that's what it was said but he was like he was in the hospital in the Dominican Republic and then he came back home and had to go back to the hospital and he had issues from that point on so i don't know like i feel like he, so he he lived fairly straight edge for quite some time after that like he he does not drink a whole lot and he he used to i think but he doesn't drink quite so much as he used to because that was a part of the pancreatitis and then he got into a health kick. Like he was, he, he's he works out a lot. I think he works out more than either one of, of us. Yep. Uh, well, put together, I could say that because I don't work out at all. Right now. <laughs> 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 but uh, but then at that point, I also think. He's starting to make those dumb decisions again. So I think that that's going to come mm. back. And, and when I say bite him in the ass, I literally mean <laughs> bite him directly in the ass. <laughs> oh,
0: see, th- and he was very convinced it would be him just because of the age thing, maybe because of the health stuff. But I also think Jeff is, it is probably the most careful and I would say like... At least most openly sentimental. I think he just, he wants to live as long as he possibly can for his children. And that's another reason why I think I would croak first, because I don't got no kids. As long as I don't live limbo, I would hate for her to think that I'm like just like, peace out, Dougaloo.
1: Yeah, true. But
0: other than that, I mean, let's be real. I mean, I don't got a whole lot of collateral on me.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm helpful to other people, I'm sure, but I'm just saying, you know. If I do stupid stuff, it's no skin on anybody else's back. Aside from, we did talk about it on the show yesterday. Maybe it's time to get a life insurance policy based on the ownership of a house and a big fat student loan. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 law, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe, maybe yeah, it's time. yeah, yeah, that
0: whole thing. But again, I just the more I think about it, I think we're all we're all kind of in our own ways equal in this race. Even though, again, as somebody who's the youngest of the group, I should not be, but I think True. I really am. I think. You can get up to no good sometimes. I also think that you need to be careful, though, because you do have kids as well. So I think that also would make you be safer at the same time.
1: Yeah, but I'm not in the right mind frame. When I do silly things, I'm not sure that I I have... I have my care future about those or two the kids. <laughs> Yeah, On the top of mind. Hmm, that's an interesting one. I think we're all so, screwed. <laughs> basically. <yeah.
0: laughs> uh, so it's interesting. We did have a listener and I forget what the term was called, but this actually used to be a common thing in the 1700s. Oh, I forget the term for it. I'm sorry. And because our texting platform doesn't let me go back that far, I don't think I can re look up the name of what this thing was. But basically in the 1700s, people used to do this all the time and they would take out or make bets on who would live the longest or and then that person would get all of the other person's riches, and I'm like, well, that just sounds like a murder scene. That no does sound kidding. a little Squid Gamey, right? Because yeah. in the 1700s, you'd just be like, well, I'm gonna solve this battle by myself, right?
1: Uh, yeah, that. I'm, tr- I'm just trying to go back. I'm. Uh, you've got me curious. I want to know what this is. What the uh, the term of it was, but I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know if the oh, three of us a were...
0: tauntine.
1: a tauntine
0: Yeah, Tontine. I'm going to find it for you right here. Okay, Tontine is uh, the name of an early system for raising capital in which individuals pay into a common pool of money. They receive dividends based on their share of returns from investments made with the pool money. However, normally that investment was who's going to live the longest.
1: Did nobody think that it's just going to turn murdery?
0: I think that was the point. They were just like, ah, whatever. Like, I think maybe it doesn't always turn out murdery, but
1: you know, people say social media and like too much TV and all this is, is ruining lives, but maybe it's saving lives because now we have more things to do in our spare time than decide (laughs) who's going to live the longest. Then
0: taunting. Yeah.
1: Taunting. (laughs) Yikes.
0: Yeah. We can make place bets on if you're going to win candy crush or whatever, you know, something like that. There's many better ways to waste your money on gambling. That doesn't involve your timeline of life or not. Um, but, I mean, on this same wavelength, Squid Game. We have both finished the series. Yep. Hopefully the series. Honestly, I, I really don't hope there's a second season. It doesn't make sense to me.
1: I uh, I agree. So, knowing the backstory, like, we everybody knows now that the creator of the show is shopping around for like 10 years. So, for them to plan on having a second season when they couldn't even get the first season sold seems a little off. But, mm-hmm. Netflix has never said no to making sequels or spin offs or whatever. When they shouldn't. When they shouldn't, yeah. Looking at you, well, basically any Christmas movie. Or what's yeah. the, the Christmas Princess Diaries? Is that the one?
0: A Christmas Prince.
1: Christmas Prince, yeah, that's the one. Yep. Uh, I think they obviously, so spoilers obviously from here on out, but they did yep. leave it open to a second season, whether it's going to be deeper into the, like, idea behind squid game or whether they'll just kind of start over with a fresh cast of characters like another 400 and some odd people. I don't know. But I didn't like I didn't like how it wrapped up in that it it was messy and it was there was a lot a lot of the show was coincidence. And I'm mm-hmm. more and more finding it difficult to believe. For instance, and again, spoilers. Yep. The fact that the cop who is trying to find his long lost brother and that long lost brother happens to be like the main guy front man front yeah. man that just bothered me because it's like uh, of course like that's such a some melodramatic trope, in there. you know yeah absolutely there wasn't even like uh he wasn't even like one of the pink guys he was the main guy and I mean like uh, there was a lot where I found myself to especially towards the end I found myself saying a lot more well it's gonna be dumb if this is and then exactly that's what happens
0: yeah, there was a little bit of predictability in it and I think that towards the end of the show. So I like didn't hate the ending. I didn't think it was super great. I'm I'm kind of just it was the ending was just a bit meh for yeah. me. Yeah. But I think the beginning of the show was so shocking that still when I hear that fur, when I hear that music still, I yeah. think it still gives me the eebie-jeebies a little bit. I
1: agree for sure.
0: And and I'm just wondering if you started a new season of Squid Game like I think what happened during that season is that they put too much heart into it because it, you had, you start to go, you start to not be afraid of the people running the game.
1: Very true. Which yeah. I think is
0: what made it so shocking was how soulless it was at the beginning. Yeah. And I know that's hard to continue throughout a season of anything. Obviously you would become immune to it at a certain point, but you yeah. kind of lost that feeling, that like gut feeling or, you know, at the point midway through the season where everybody just starts killing each other at night. Like that scared me because that yeah. is something that could very well happen, you know, humans are crazy. In, in a situation like that, I wouldn't put it that past human neighbor, nature sure. to just go berserk like that. That kind of stuff that gives you the EBGBs, I think yeah. that was the last episode that really made me freak out like that and then the rest was all pretty soft.
1: It was soft. So episode six was the one where everybody talked about how horribly sad it was and it was. like yep. It was a it very was. emotional, overly emotional episode.
0: I'm totally uh, PMSing right now. I almost ugly cried over that.
1: Oh, I felt like empty at the end of it, you know, like it's one of those, there's been a few times where, you sit and watch the credits, but you're not watching the credits you're just staring blankly into the abyss because you, like, <laughs> yeah. you know and I think that's it that's what happened with me. It was very sad, but also you saw it coming. I think what's going to be tough with the second season is the shock value. obviously they've done everything with the shock value that they can like the just the whole concept of kids games being so brutally violent and yeah. literally your life is on the line. That we're going to see spin-offs of that. We're going to see cheap clones of that now, just like, you know, saw movies had their own versions of like people would do weird traps and overly gory and that sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. I think this is kicking off a bit of a uh like a new a trend. trend. Yeah, exactly. Um the fact that they so backstage Sarah early in the series said She found it a little hard to watch. She's not a super gore hound or anything like that. So some of the violence is hard to watch. She said, but I'm so invested in the mysteries. Like there are so many mysteries. Like what is, why are they doing this? What's the deal with all of this? And that never really gets answered. You get a little bit more insight into their operations and you see the millionaires that are placing bets, but that's still not like the main reason they're doing it. Same with the harvesting the organs. You think at first is this whole Thing to get organs to make more money off of that like where's the conceit behind all of this why are they sort of benevolent and they're saying well every it, everything has to be completely fair and it's everything's fair when you find out that the doctor was getting uh the tips ahead of time yeah they kill him because he's got an advantage it's like everything there's no advantages well there are advantages like some of these are more like they're they're it's easier for somebody of an able body rather than the old guy. Don't get me started on the old guy. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of these things that I just kind of felt like it started off really intriguing and then it didn't, it didn't live up to the possibilities I think.
0: Yeah. And I do think that some of the stories were side stories just for the sake of it. Like again, overall I still like the show, but again, what you said, like with the cop, he had such a big side story for it just to be ended with something that's so obvious. Like right before, frontman took off his mask. It was so like it's like okay, hello, cops, brother. We know this is going to be a thing. Yeah.
1: And what a and- shitty cop copy was though. Holy crap! So many times I said he's just for one thing. Yes! Turn yeah. Turn off. Turn off your camera sound when you're taking pictures. When you're not supposed to be taking pictures, turn off your camera sound. The flash is one thing I get like when he's in the archives and he's taking pictures of everything like that. It's turn yep. that off. You can mute your phone. You can do that. Yeah.
0: You can mute your phone. He could have shut the doors behind him because he just yes. left everything open. It was like, wow, who's in my house? There was yeah. a couple little things like that. And that's what in in the show You on Netflix, uh, which is now my next hate watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of little plot holes like that. That kind yeah. of hurt me. Now, yeah. thankfully, there weren't too many and the cop wasn't the main person of the show. For Another sure. thing in Squid Game. Now, this is towards the end that, well, this is the ending, that I just couldn't take seriously, but I kind of liked because it... it until the very ending, it put a light spin on the whole thing was when the main character, 456, gets his hair dyed fucking bright yeah. red. David Bowie. And he's... Ah, and he's having all of these serious conversations. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's, like, helping his his friends, Uh, you know, Mom, like, the, yeah. the young... Yeah, friend's mom helping uh, the other woman's young brother Oh, yeah. And he, they're having these heartfelt conversations, but he's got this bright red hair. I just couldn't stop yeah. laughing. I no, couldn't stop
1: laughing. It's 1976, David Bowie. <laughs> That's exactly the look that he had. It was insane. But so I found that it, all, all all around, so at the very end, he ends up missing the flight. So he's still a shitty dad. Yes. Like, you know, like he didn't really get that redemption that you figured it would be the whole point of the show, given the context of the first half hour of the series, the old guy. And I I would love for somebody to uh, DM us if, if they are listening to this and they have the answers either through our Virgin accounts or my own or whatever. But yeah, I think you had a really good point off the air at one point you said, there might be like some of these big revelations or big twists or big tying things up may have been lost in the translation. we've had there's been so much conversation about the translation into um, into the English language. You lose a lot of stuff. I'm sure that you and Jeff talked about it over the week. like there are there are specific Korean terms that can't easily and quickly be uh, be translated to like one word. The whole issue is the fact that we've got. You've got like one line. You have to get everything down into one line onto the TV. So there are terms like um, Ali and Songwoo, I think. When he's like, you can call me blah, 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 the term that he's using is a term of great respect. But in the translation for English, it's you can call me Songwoo. Like they, they, oh, wow. See, I had
0: no idea. And we were on the right subtitles. But again, it's just, it's hard to, and you know, uh, The beautiful Brazilian cyber cop was also telling me... I had no idea... You know, it's just Korean customs and stuff like that, too. Like, if somebody hands you something, you're supposed to grab it with both hands, if you mean that in a way of respect. So, because he told me that at the beginning of the series, when everybody was getting their meals, it was funny to see which characters would grab things with one hand versus two. yeah. But little things like that, unless you know somebody who is Korean, grew up in Korea, or just knows about the culture, it's... But that's one of the things that I would just you know what? There almost needs to be like a handbook. And even if it was a Canadian show it being played on Korean Netflix, it'd be so cool if Netflix dropped a handbook of like, hey, here are some things that are common courtesy uh, that you might want to look out for. And I also think that's really cool like it's a way of sharing culture in a respectful
1: way. That's exactly it. I I love watching foreign cinema. Like I've as a big movie dork, obviously. Yeah. Like I I know,
0: I was gonna say you just sounded so much better than everybody else. I know. Right now, that, it's I'm horrible kidding, to kidding. say that.
1: But like <laughs> it got to the point where I've just seen so many movies, like I had to stop watching American-made movies. I had to move on to other countries, you know, that sort of thing. But you do learn so much about culture through the lens that is that is uh, the camera's taking. So it's those little things that, yeah, like sometimes you can kind of tell without context, this must be a tradition or this is something that's very normal in Korea that wouldn't be normal here or or something like that. And it's just sort of you implicitly uh, accept it. But then there is a lot of subtext, I think, in the show that gets lost because we're not aware of it and because the subtitles don't do it quite as much justice as it should have been. But so my biggest concern, and that is something that could have been lost in the translation, was like, we find out that the old guy got himself involved and he wanted to. He was running it. Like he was the boss guy. But has he been doing it forever? Like he he seemed like it was because he was he had the brain tumor and he was dying that he decided he wanted to be a part of it, be like in front of it rather than behind the details. But then this brain tumor he only f- recently found out about, we think, and it's what's killing him. Why has he been doing it for 20 plus years then? He is that evil of a guy? <laughs> like, who knows? It was such a weird framing of the whole thing. I couldn't really tell.
0: I know. It's such a weird thing, and I also had such a soft spot for him, as yeah. I'm sure many people did. Like, you know, and and <laughs> it's crazy because he made you feel so bad for him. He turns out to be such a jerk, but then that storyline doesn't quite add up. It's like, was he just the head of it for he could have died too, which yeah. blows my mind because they saved him from killing him in the marbles. So, what would have been the storyline had he fallen off in, in the tug of war or whatever? He could have died so many different times. Absolutely. So, that's a, I guess that's more of a what if type of question, but that's one thing character wise that I thought was really interesting in this series for me. Like, obviously, I'm a little more hyper aware of things because I do own a JJ, but <laughs> <laughs> As a woman watching that show, I have to say, it was so nice to have no James Bondy stupid type sex scenes that did not play into the plot. Yeah. Like, just a boner alert for the sake of having one. For sure. It was also so nice to have none of the female characters wearing makeup, and I say this as somebody who loves glam, but let's be real, after a couple days in that place, it would be all rubbed off. That is something that makes me, and has made me, hate action movies, is that- you got to be a little more realistic with this even with the most waterproof wing that thing is not gonna stay on <laughs> after you just you know played tug of war for 30 minutes and survived an all-night brawl <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely no I agree with that it did seem legit I always find in, in anything where it's like I don't know Gilligan's Island or anybody who's like any stranded island sort of story um you gotta watch the beards for one thing and you gotta yep. watch the, the pit hair and like in women. You're not, you're not spending your time shaving your pits and your legs if you're stranded on an island or if you're in the middle of, like, uh, the squigging. I don't think it was that long. I don't think that, like, we wondered, too, the time frame of this whole thing. Felt like it was, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks, maybe?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it was super long. However, like, your makeup wouldn't stay on the the wouldn't then. The makeup wouldn't stay on,
1: for sure. I The beards I wasn't sure about because everybody seems still pretty clean shaven at the end of it.
0: Yeah, but it was so nice to just have all the characters who were involved in that show, whether it was you know player number one or any of the ladies on that show. It just wasn't about anybody's looks on this show, For sure. and that's what I love about it. It's yeah. not like there weren't gro- like I definitely. It's not like there weren't good-looking people on that show. That first guy that nails down the paper game.
1: Oh yeah. The, Crush. Like business spin? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, it wasn't, like, the storylines about that. Like, I'm no. just standing, hopefully, you. Ca- I'm trying to come off as respectful with this, but, like, you're not boiling people down to their looks. And that, that was yeah. so refreshing to watch in a show because even any horror movie, you know, there's always, like, that, there's always, like, a sex scene that doesn't.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man, I've watched so many. And they're, looking back on some, it's icky, you know? Like, you're in the middle of, I, I don't know whether because horror movies and Squid Game There's so much heart, and you're really supposed to feel for these characters. Now it's feeling, I feel icky. I I revisited the original Candyman not that long ago, and there are some kind of, like, obligatory boob shots in that movie, but one of them, she's covered in somebody else's blood, and I'm like, this is weird. Like, is this supposed to be a turn-on right now that it's, like, blah? It's it's such horrible circumstances these people are in. I don't think it's... it's,
0: It it's so nice though. That's what I mean. It's so refreshing that yeah. you can't. For once, it's like a play, a show made that by somebody who isn't so desperately thirsty. Like,
1: yeah, oh, let's absolutely. get some boobs
0: on here. Yeah. Like, that's what OnlyFans is for, honey. Like, you don't need <laughs> this so on Netflix. Options.
1: I wonder if that's a cultural thing, though. Too, you know, I think that North America and like say Western civilization is very concerned with that. Where I don't think it's quite as much of an issue in other parts of the world.
0: You mean with just showing boobs for the sake of showing them? Not even them?
1: boobs, but just uh, aesthetically pleasing, we'll say, or something along those lines. Yes, okay. I think that a lot of these, I don't know, not many of these, the, the actors in Squid Game were well known before this, right? Like a lot of them are, are newcomers.
0: Yeah, and but maybe that's because the show took so long to get on the air, too. Maybe Netflix was just winging it with this one, too. Could be, um, yeah. And that's not to say that we like we obviously know that the beauty standards in Korea are pretty insane especially in terms of your body size. We're not saying that, but just right. in terms of having characters not be characters themselves in movies be based off their looks.
1: Right, exactly, for sure. Did you uh, did you notice during the English speaking scenes how horribly acted they were? Yes. That was something that immediately we're like, "Wow, they got really bad actors for the English speaking like as the millionaires." They got really bad actors because they are like they're they're I think they were all Caucasian middle-aged like white dudes.
0: Disgusting people, by oh, the way. That is like my least
1: disgusting. That is
0: my least favorite episode of the whole season. It's I was like, I feel icky. icky. This is yeah. giving me some flashbacks to real life situations with yeah. disgusting people. And oh. I'm like, ugh. Like man, but you know what I noticed too? So this is one thing that I was telling Backstage Ben off air, and maybe this was kind of a dig at like typical Let's be real, like American culture, at least how it used to be, the whole rape culture thing, because they were so poorly acted. I wonder if that was just like another jab at just how things have been. And also, if you notice during the show, the only time you see an Apple phone on that show is when it's malfunctioning. You see Samsung products when they're doing really well. So uh, main character has a Samsung product. The cop in the show, when he's trying to get service on top of the island it's a clear shot that he's using an apple
1: Absolutely, phone. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. And he yeah, and maybe maybe his phone was glitching and he couldn't turn the damn camera shutter sound off while he's taking pictures <laughs> in secret. No, I actually so I read up I, I didn't read up on this, but you know um well, it's on my iPhone. When you go into Google Chrome, it gives you suggested links. So yeah. I clearly heard backstage Sarah and I talking about how bad these actors are. The first thing that I saw the next day was an article it's like this explains why the uh, the English actors are so bad in Squid Game. A lot of it was the uh, the form of acting in Korea is very heightened acting, so they are overacting. That's how it's done in Korea. Like in a lot of cases, it's very they're very overly emotive. over the top. Yeah, over the top, like a uh, like a Broadway play as opposed to in front of a camera where you can be a lot more subtle. So that's part of it. So they they had their English actors overact. The actors also said this was a completely Korean set. And while there were English-speaking people, obviously, it was predominantly Korean. So they didn't have the direction and they didn't know exactly the context of a lot of their statements. So they're just sort of blanket saying, like, that's what I like to hear when they have no idea what they're talking about. So they weren't able to do it. And they said another thing was there was a there's a scene. I'm trying to think of what the phrase was, something like, I want I'd like to cut people some slack or something like that. And the version that came out on the air was, I like to give people some slack, which makes no sense in English. But the, it was Korean editors so they didn't know the difference. So they're like, yeah, this one's fine, and they use that. So there is like, it's a little bit, it's it's much like, I'm sure, what a lot of North American and Western stuff sounds and and appears it's just we are seeing it for the first time because a lot of a lot of north americans don't watch a lot of foreign programming
0: yeah it's so funny though i love like seeing what the rest of the world like cuz i it's just funny it's like i'm sure people from especially with hollywood and stuff like you yeah. You know how you're portrayed, anybody else outside of Hollywood, but to see other people's take on North America is amazing. Like, it reminds me of one girl on TikTok who does a really good job of, she speaks a few languages, but she does a really good job of just making people who speak any language hear how their language sounds to somebody who doesn't know it.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Like, for me, for example, I'll just use Portuguese, like Brazilian Portuguese as an example. Yeah. For me, I always find Brazilian Portuguese is very sing songy. It's like oi, tudo bom. Like the whole sentence just goes up and down and up and down. Yeah. This woman like perfects how that sounds, and it to me to I can't even picture how Canadian or American accents sound, but I imagine it does to other people. Sound like those creeps in that show.
1: Oh, unfortunately, yeah. No, which is
0: also hilarious though. I hope it takes people who are really cocky about like oh like America or North America, but I hope it takes those people down a peg. Like, this is how the rest of the world views you, you perv. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Like, you think of a John Wick movie, the millionaires are all these suave... Dudes like the five o'clock shadow, beautiful with great tuxes and like or three piece suits and all this. And <laughs> career the millionaires are these greasy, sweaty, horrible men. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I know it's accurate. so great. Yeah.
0: Oh, it was so awesome. Like, and I love that. I hope that that continues to happen. And, and you know, it's not always like oh, like rah rah America or rah rah. Like, I mean, yeah. not that. I don't think it's rah rah Canada too often because well, we're just Canada. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's just nice it. to see other people and cultures not be. Will be the main part of the show for once. For Obviously, sure. it's going to happen at Korea, thing. But anyway, pretty cool. I think that wraps it up for this today's podcast. No question, Master, today, because, well, there's only two of us and we yep. just
1: got to save it for the rest.
0: Yeah, we got to save it for the rest. Uh, and it was nice to have a little bit of a different podcast today. So, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't forget, if you are listening to this podcast, well, we're recording it on Friday, October 22nd. But on Friday, October 29th, we are doing a pumpkin drive through. In Waterloo Region and also in London, it's going to be happening on the air, 7.30 to 9.30 in the morning at London Tourism in London and Waterloo Region at the Kitchener Market. And we're going to be giving away pumpkins for a couple hours in the morning, so you're going to want to stop by because we also have a chance for you to win Swedish House Mafia tickets. It's a win-win.
1: And we won't be dressed as Squid Game.
0: We won't be. Uh, I already am crediting myself for thinking of, once again, another awesome thrupples costume. Yes,
1: you did. Excellent job, for sure.
0: Okay, bye. Bye.